You're listening to Supporting Siblings, where we share the experiences of our not-so-typical life as a brother and sister of individuals impacted by developmental disabilities. Here are your hosts, Larry and Laura. Well, here we are. As that intro was playing, I was uh, pinching Chris, and he was giving me a cherry belly. That's just how we are. We're, we're very physical. Touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. <laughs> We like to we like to joke around. Maybe we not say touchy feeling. Maybe it's touchy, just like yeah. I don't know. We're around. just different. We're different. I like how we are. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, here we are in Buffalo, Laura. This has been a nice week. We came up here to uh, celebrate Vince's retirement. Also, we celebrated an engagement. Your son got engaged. Maybe he'll be back, and he could say his own words about that but what a wonderful young lady he has and then we the four of us got together yeah been a pretty cool week we we, we like coming to buffalo in july yes it's not uh you know 25 out it's actually been pretty good the weather today's a little lousy weather wise but for the most part it's been (laughs) been pretty good yeah it's been nice i think anyway yeah Yeah. so we were just discussing about uh, what we were going to talk about and And we will talk about our visit with Billy and how that goes. It's kind of rare. It just seem, I mean, especially with COVID, the four of us, I don't think, have been together maybe since Mom's passing. Um, maybe, <clears throat> maybe once since then. Maybe once or twice at the most. But it's rare that the four of us are able to get together. But especially because of COVID, yeah. it hasn't happened. And I, I mean, I was saying the other day, I haven't seen you since march of 2020 physically in person and mary i haven't seen since your 50th which you're going to be 52 in a month jeez so it's been almost two years right i mean facetime is great but physically in person with one another has been not an option which has really stunk yeah (laughs) a little bit later here in the episode we're going to get uh, my nephew your son on chris talk about his new job He's got a new job coming up. We'll get him in. But, you know, Billy, um, we did talk about this on the last episode that he is still not back to program. And uh, there's a crisis here in New York State Mm -hmm. for caregivers of the disabled. Mm -hmm. How is it um, teaching? What's going on with the teaching? And we'll get into the group homes because both of our brothers in two different agencies, as many of you know, there's issues at his house as well, Mm -hmm. finding workers. Mm -hmm. So right now, summer programming is going on, and I know that they are short-staffed at the summer programming in terms of therapists and even teachers' aides. Um, so they're probably running on a bare-bone schedule, and I know that they're not 100% able to get all their services in the summer programming because there's just not enough people. Um, yeah. I know a lot of that. Educators at the end of this past school year walked out just beaten up. And I think a lot of people that normally do summer programming and summer school just didn't want to do it any this year because we've just been just, I mean, just beaten up. We're tired. We were, you know, we just needed, we needed to pull away and regroup. So um, upcoming school year projections at this point, July 9th, um, are that we will be returning to school quote normally whether that happens remains to be seen i keep seeing all these things about you know new variants of the of the virus so we shall see at the very least 
you know, maybe we'll be in person, but maybe masks will still be in effect. I don't know. We'll just yeah. Too soon to tell. And I did see it. I did see a headline that said no more masks required at summer school. Correct. <clears throat> that, that was just like yesterday a or a couple yep. of days ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's here in New York State. Um, Tennessee ditched it a little while back. But mm-hmm. and Katie now, she's uh, she's just jumped into a new summer school job in mm-hmm. special ed and kind of been a little bit of a bumpy road start mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. to her class. Yeah. Just getting things organized. But um the issue with uh, just just as they can't find workers for fast food, there's a there's a labor crisis everywhere. It seems to be particularly hitting the uh, the group home agencies hard. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have not returned to work mm-hmm. since COVID. They've chosen not to for whatever reason. Um, my I have an opinion that uh, federal unemployment is encouraging people not to work. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy job. You have to have. You, you go do that job. It's a labor of love. It's not for making a million bucks working as a direct care provider at a nursing home. You don't make fantastic money. I guess it may be a little bit more if you have, if you're a job coach or you're educated, it's, it's maybe a little bit higher, but what's the average pay? Do you know for average caregiver? pay is about $15 an hour. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, for starting, for starting, um, it just, it just, went up to 15 an hour it was roughly 13 to 1350 an hour right <clears throat> and Which is, is hard work right for that kind of pay it's hard work um takes a lot of dedication right. patience love right for someone like john who is 100 percent independent and can take care of his own self as far as activities of daily living and grooming and you know, feeding himself all of those things are not an issue but for someone like billy who is 100 percent total care um, he cannot even walk unattended. He cannot yeah. go to the bathroom. He has a total feed sometimes. Um, it was difficult to move Billy with one person. Yes, it I, was. I got him from the car to the house, and that was mm-hmm. that was really tough mm-hmm. for him to walk. It, it's much better. He's a two-person assist now, mm-hmm. I believe, in his home mm-hmm. all the time from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I noticed uh, we. You just got a new care plan for Billy. Is they? Do you think he's going to get back to program this year? Or is it just kind of everything's up in the air? No one seems to know exactly. So I literally just placed some phone calls at his dayhab on Monday or Tuesday. Well, Tuesday because Monday was a holiday observed. Um, and the person that I need to speak to is on vacation until Monday. Um, he's on a wait list for another dayhab. So he has the original dayhab that he's been attending for you know, a while until COVID shut it down. He's also on a wait list for Aspire. Um, so hopefully one of those will, a spot will open up and he can return because he has been home since March of 2020. Yeah. You know, um, it just, it cannot be, it just can't be sustained anymore, but we have an absolute crisis um, with staffing. I mean, some of these people you have to remember when the when the when COVID shut everything down, and those that worked in the dayhab facilities to avoid getting laid off or unemployed, some of them went into work in the residential homes. So now there's and and then so they provided dayhab in the home. Um, but now some of those people have moved on or ended up going off or they got COVID or 101 things could have happened. 
And so now they do not have enough staff to run, even though OPWDD has said, yes, you can operate at full capacity, staffing is an issue. You can do that, sure, we're giving you the green light to go ahead and operate, but do we have the bodies to run it? And many of these agencies do not. And also in the, um, in the residential uh, facilities, there are not enough staff. I mean, I got, I got a letter from Aspire uh, last week saying, you know, that there was a staffing crisis and um, if we wanted to do things like attend a doctor's appointment with our family members, please feel free. They would welcome that. If we wanted to take them for a haircut, feel free. We would welcome that. If we wanted to bring them home, feel free. We would welcome that. So they're asking family members now to stand in the gap and plug in where they're short, which is fine for someone like me, but I keep thinking, like, what if mom was alive? Would she have been right. able to do those yeah, things? We have aging not. parents that can't do that kind of stuff anymore. And the very same day that I got the letter about Billy, um, John was due to come home the 3rd to the 4th of July overnight, and his manager called and said, can you please keep him on the night of the 4th as well? Because we don't have any staff. Yeah. I mean, of course I did, but, I, you know, I can do those things right now because I'm t I'm off. I'm not teaching, and I don't mind helping out because I know that there's a big issue. But when I go back to work, and what about all those aging parents? Yeah. What about family members who are out of state? Right. So we have a big problem here, um, and I know that many agencies and groups have been appealing to the, you know, politicians yet again. You need to pay attention I believe our New York State Assembly and Senate are on a summer pause right now. Yeah, from 4th of July to mid-August, <laughs> yeah. something like that, so they're on a break. we'll just graze over that little topic oh. because all of those important to that decisions later. that need to be made and issues that need to be paid attention to, well, most of them are probably on a golf course in Cape Cod somewhere. So yeah. there's that. Um but there is a, I mean, I had a long talk the other night when we had Billy over here. We took John home. You had dropped him off. An hour and a half later, John called me and said, I have no staff here. Well. And, and, and now John is allowed to be alone for four hours and with phone checks and that sort of thing. But you dropped him off at about 6.30, quarter yep, to 7. About quarter till, yeah. And staff didn't come in until 10. And if they have medicine that he, he needed to put yeah. his, and he was kind of jacked up because he needed to put his foot cream on. Yeah. And it was, it was locked, locked upstairs. Up. You yeah, know? he and wants I was to like, go to bed at 8, 830 yeah, now. He's yeah. an early bird. <clears throat> so we have an issue. And if something it doesn't give soon, I mean, and, and those people that, now here here's the catch-22. Those people that are still working in the agencies are working 80-plus hours a week. Wow. How can you sustain that? Yeah. And, and is that, and, and, and let's talk, I mean, there are more And some of them are working. I mean, I know I did it occasionally. We did three shifts in a row. Sure. Three in a row. So yeah. that means you, you did the day, we worked at Dayhab, you went into sub for somebody. Then you did the evening at the group home. Uh -huh. And then night staff would call in. Right. You were there. Right. So you would do your job. There's a lot of paperwork. There's cleaning to do, and you're supposed to technically be awake, but we would sleep for a few hours because mm -hmm. we had to work the next day. Mm -hmm. so, you know, so we would have monitors next to us. Yep. And again, this is technically not allowed. I think we even had to fudge the way our 
way our timesheets were or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember like, oh, you know, you show three ships in a row. Like, how can anyone do that? Right. Well, there's you no know. regulations on a pilot and a bus driver to have them not, Yeah. you know, right. they have limits. truck so drivers. Thin. And someone that takes care of another Correct. person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's my, like, you, you know, what is the quality of care that they're delivering if they're working three shifts in a row or 80 plus hours a week. I mean, John's manager told me the other day her last paycheck was 164 hours. Wow. wow. For two weeks. For two weeks. That's, I mean, that's twice as much as yeah. a normal, like, nine to five. Yeah, that's so, 16, that's 16, 17 hour days. We are at DEFCON 5 here. Yeah. In, I'm like a little bit lower. Well, <laughs> two is bad. Five is where a piece Reverse that. Okay, sorry about that. Okay. DEFCON 1, I guess that would be. We're at DEFCON 1 here as far as staffing goes because I don't know. I mean, I jokingly said to one of the managers the other day when we talked, I said, why don't you start putting family members on the payroll? Right. I mean, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if they're asking you to do some extra things, is there a way that you can Even partial. Subcontract out, or right. they yeah. get some kind of um, they may you have know, to. A, uh, not payment in, in a different way, but you know, some type of right. other little bonus, right? Yeah, earn earn stuff, earn reward Rewards. stuff that cost yeah. a portion of right. what it would be to have a full time employee. Maybe there's an idea. Yeah, I mean, I, Go I'm joking, but I'm talk not to an because... assemblyman because it, it is it is a crisis. It's not. You know what's going to happen is the the quality of care is going to go down because these people right. are exhausted. They're exhausted. And it's, I will say, like, I mean, you know, I have nothing. There, uh, we've had issues with good staff, or we've had issues with bad staff, and then there has been good staff. And even yeah. the good staff right now, you can see that they are burned out. When I yeah. when I walked in the door to pick Billy up the other day, I could tell that there was some tension between one staff member and another, and. I can't even get mad at them. Like, I mean, how can you, as a human being, look at the situation and think, God, you know, just like I said, we walked out of school completely beaten up, like walked out feeling like we had just been through a war. Well, they're still in the war, you know, and this something has to be done. And while these politicians are off playing their golf and, you know, taking their vacations, which... Okay, everybody's entitled to their vacation, but here you have your constituents that need attention, you know, and something needs to give. So I hear you guys, well, I hear you, Laura, saying about politicians and things. What do you think there's different regulations that need to be in place? I mean, obviously for care, but what do you think we could do? Like for people like me that don't, that may be listening, that aren't as um, in touch with everything, that you, mm-hmm. I mean, you know a ton. I, you should probably write a book <laughs> for parents coming Thought about up, it, young but... parents. You know, just to be able to navigate mm-hmm. some of these things. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be clueless as a new parent. But what do you think we can do to? I don't want to say incentivize people to want those jobs, but how do you incentivize someone to have that level of care in their heart and just in their in their self as a person to choose that as a career? It's that's a good question, and the topic has been visited by a couple of the groups that I'm in. Like, what can we do? Because the t- statistics of the direct care professionals who are working with the individuals are, you know, it's mostly women. It's a lot of minority women. Um, so, what can we do to get 
them to want to do this job? Well, first and foremost, they need a livable wage. Absolutely have to increase the pay. I mean, $15 an hour is okay when you hit the overtime, but but still, it's not enough. You're responsible for human lives and passing meds. And, you know, I mean, one, if, 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 if we found out, for example, when Billy fell, there's a, you know, it could have been an innocent accident and an entire investigation opens up. And so you have to, those people that are working these jobs have to know that that's part of, part and parcel for what they're signing on for. So you have to make this, and benefit packages that would be appeasing to someone, or not appeasing, I meant appealing, appealing to someone, um, you know, to sign up to do this job. Because at this point, and, and, and now factor in COVID, where, you know, you could be living in a, you're working in a communal setting where it can spread like wildfire. So this has been, I mean, I don't know. They have to take a look at this hardcore and look at it and say, you know, bare minimum. I mean, the, the money comes from the state to fund the agencies. So the state needs to make sure that they are, sending funds and no more budget cuts but this has been it's been a consistent thing of cutting the budget cutting money out of the budget for individuals with disabilities so therefore these agencies have been on bare bones for years this is a constant fight in albany here in new york and i'm sure i don't even know what the um what it's like in other states is it is it is it the same? Is the level of even services the same? I don't know. I live in New York, so I pay attention to what goes on in New York. And it is just, I mean, not just for my brothers, but there are so many families we know that through the years that we've met that are being serviced. My potent, my kids in my classroom will someday be an adult with disabilities in this state. If something doesn't change, this cannot, this cannot be, this is not sustainable. It's not. So I've kind of linked myself up with a couple of groups that are, you know, strength in numbers mm-hmm. and parents that are, are paying attention um, and getting vocal. Um, and there's a way to go about being vocal. You know, you can't be, you have to be, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to be passionate but reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not looking for... Um, we we just families need what what they need to be able to know that their fam- that their loved ones are taken care of. Right. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question too. Like, okay, so you have the you kind of have a map out of a plan in your head. Who do you tell? How do you tell it? Do you write letters to the senators? <clears throat> like, how do you? Mm-hmm. You absolutely can put pressure on your senators. We have a few in this state that are really paying attention. Um, one, her name is Missy Miller. She is, um, um, I believe, Long Island. We had a press conference back in May uh, regarding, you know, group homes and the regulations, which made some amazing changes. So it works the press coverage and the pressure from the constituents to your senators to your assembly people mm-hmm. works but it it has to be consistent and it has to be constant mm-hmm. and it has to be 
um, I'm not going to write you one time and then fade off into the distance. Yeah. It's, you know, <clears> you've got to be gotta consistent. You've Support got to of the media would be good to <clears throat> yes. do more stories on this type of thing. I don't know yeah. how media. they are with that up here, but media coverage. You don't from, hear much in Tennessee about agencies you, at all. One of the agencies I'm part of, that Donnie, they said if you sent out one, if one, if I sat down and I sent out an email blast to 10 people, and then you sent out an email blast to 10 people, and you sent out an email blast to 10 people. So now we've just done 10, 20, 30 people. And if out of those 30 people, five people write to the assemblyman, and that just keeps going, now you're creating a volume of, mm -hmm. hey, pay attention to this issue. Mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> during COVID, I was writing to um, senators, OPWDD. It got to a point where the emails were getting blocked. From and oh wow. gosh, yeah, they were getting sent back, wow. which was really ticking me off. And I was like, "That's fine, I'll just pick the phone yeah, up." Pick the phone up, leave a message. Yeah, exactly. Just keep. Well, that's when I was wow. giving John the phone number. You just gotta start showing to up to the door, then. I mean, I, I mean, what do you got left? That's fine. You know, you know? Like <laughs> I mean, you have to. I, I think Larry, you and I watched Mom and Dad for years advocate and so it was kind of the torch was passed to us whether we wanted it or not yeah, yeah <laughs> you know always like in that mindset and it's hard anyway. not to, right we're always kind of in that <clears throat> mindset and always looking out for you know the the people that need our help so i don't mind doing those things but at this point it's really got it you have to start appealing to maybe you know appealing to people that are in college that are looking to go into this field and incentivize them by, you know, we'll, we'll give you tuition vouchers yeah, or, you know, things like that. Like if you're a SUNY student, perhaps, you know, if you're working in a group home in an agency, then we will, and you're working towards that type of degree, then give them a, give them a tuition voucher or a semester of books or right. another grant something yeah those that, are good ideas actually yeah. you know or even like i said not necessarily putting the family on the payroll but you know yeah. i don't know, give an airline voucher <clears throat> something right. that you can get at a discounted rate without having to pay all of the unemployment right. insurance and things like that for for the family to step in and just help like with what happened the other night yeah. i got a top heavy microphone Tuition chris chris you knocked over my yeah. microphone forgiveness. <laughs> yeah exactly Make i mean one of the things on the list like with teachers and police sure. officers and things like that tuition yeah. forgiveness and that sort of thing too. yeah those are good ideas and we'll have to dig around for some links to put up on the website if you guys uh anyone out there listening wants to contact uh we'll, i know there's got to be a link we can embed on our website for people to go and uh, send letters or, you know if you have a family or a loved one or if you're a sibling i will put that um, in my blog too when yeah I, good idea when well I, you always do a follow-up <coughs> blog on yeah. an episode and, and i'll put some links some in there for resources senators and assemblymen and if you have an idea come up with yeah. one start start reaching out because it was uh i could see it too when billy was picked up and dropped off it was Everybody looked tired, mm -hmm. and now, granted, Billy's house. Everybody's moving a little. They're out, they're getting up there. They're in their most of them in their late forties, but there's still a lot to be done. There's there's several in wheelchairs. Yeah, need a lot of assistance. There's you know, two being within, fed. You yeah, know, I mean, toilet. Right. There's and you could see it. Yeah. You could see the, the weariness. I, yeah. I, I sensed it really big because we've I done it. We've I, both, I, both I, done it. I've taken over, you know, donuts and fruit baskets, and I feel like that's such a futile 
hey, thanks, here, have some fruit, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what else to do for these people because I know this, I mean, you talk about people that are beaten up, this is another, I mean, the medical, you could go on and on about the different careers that have been really battered through COVID and they would definitely be in the top five, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, this, every, and people forget about them. They're just kind of pushed over there and forgotten about. And in fairness to these people, I mean, we've had we've had encounters with good staff, and we've had some yeah. staff that yeah. you're like, why are you, oh boy. And they don't last, you know. Right. I mean, the good staff that are there, they last because they're in it for the reasons that you would want someone to be in it for. And you the, know? the thing is with the good staff, if they're at an agency that, isn't you know being run so well right they're gone they're gone right. to an agency that is mm-hmm. run well and mm-hmm. there's you have both ends of the spectrum here in buffalo <laughs> we've experienced it yep. the good ones don't if they're at an agency that's just not well they're gone they'll go to get a better offer because they're good and because they care and love what they do right. there's been some exceptions you know uh, arlene is the oh. exception and I think there's it's because she loves of, those people. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, there's a few of them in, at yeah. Billy's house, and you know, I mean, there's been there's been a few at John's house recently too that have tried. They're trying. It's just when your back's up against a wall the way that it is. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do, and these people are tired, and and um, I just I feel so bad because, you know, and that's why I figured. Well, luckily, I'm in a position at. You know, with my career, I'm off for 10-plus weeks. I can help out. I don't mind having them around. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Billy's a little bit more, um, I can't do it alone. I need a second set of hands yeah. here, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, John, like he's not even around sometimes. He's kind of more helpful, can even be more helpful than he is a, quote, burden, you yeah. know. He's... He, he likes a vacuum. He does. He likes, he's good at all that. He does I love, love it. He loves to hey, help John, out. Can you vacuum for me? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Boy, can that boy throw back some groceries up. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. sure <laughs> Every time he comes over here, he's hitting your pantry. I know they're afraid. <laughs> Come out in the kitchen, chomping away. <laughs> you know what? Every, little, time I, I, every time boy, he comes I, home, he... You know, he'll say to me, hey, Laura, my cookies. <laughs> he wants a specific type of cookie. And I, okay, John, I'm going to run to the store. I'll grab them for you. And I always get him his favorite cookies. And he eats the entire package before he goes home to his group home. I'm like, this, you can save some for the week. I'll have them now. <laughs> well, visit supportingsiblings.com. Check out Laura's blogs, and we'll get some resources up there. If you have an idea of how to deal with this crisis or if you're interested you're looking to get back to work and you haven't you've never done anything like this it's um it's not easy but boy is it rewarding at times boy the joy that you get um you know seeing some of these individuals taking them out and I, I don't know there's just it's an un, it's a difficult thing to explain but you you can experience it um but well let's find some resources for people to go start hitting up their their local uh, politicians to like to do something about this because I've, I've, I haven't seen anything in the news. It's always been about the nursing homes. We've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past during mm-hmm. COVID. I'm sure most of uh, individuals here in this state and Tennessee have been vaccinated. That doesn't seem to be an issue. They, they jumped on that right away mm-hmm. for most of the individuals. But visit supporting siblings, Laura, as well said. And uh, I see Chris over there starting to nod off. We're going <laughs> to get our nephew, Chris Toby, who just did a third shift. 
And uh, we got some updates on you and what last time we did a podcast. But uh, we'll be right back. SupportingSiblings.com. Chris Tobia is next. We hope you enjoyed. Oh. Wrong one. Chris, come over here. Edit that out. Bring a chair. Get the chair. So Mary can still stand. What's up, Chris? How's it going? Oh, loved your bed this week. I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> we did, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, checks in the mail. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's good. I got a little, I got a little hotel uh, payment going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris. <laughs> so we were talking this morning about uh, you have a new job. You've, you now, you've been at this job how long now? Were you working at UB? Six and a half years. Six and a half years of third shift. Mm-hmm. You sick of it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting to me now. It's uh, you know, I was doing okay with it at first, but then towards the end, like towards now, I'm starting to get burned out, and and everybody around me that I've talked to knows that know that knows that I'm going through this, and and I just figure it's time for a change. Yeah. So tell us what happened. What's so, happened in the last few weeks? Okay, so I've been looking for other jobs, uh, more specifically afternoons. I've interviewed um, with Mercy Hospital. I've interviewed with Father Baker Nursing Home. Uh, I, I even had an interview with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, there was a cleaning position with the Buffalo Bills that I applied for, and I had a Zoom interview with them, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't hear from them, so I'm assuming I didn't, but... And then I found this new job. Um, it's with a place called Moog, and uh, hopefully you viewers. That's out a there, good company. Yeah, hopefully you viewers out there know what Moog is, and hopefully you guys are familiar with it. But um, um, there's a cleaning position that's going to be over there, and I applied for it. And thanks to my job coach, I got the job. Yeah. And uh, I'll be more than likely starting in a few weeks. Um, not sure exactly when. Uh, more than likely Monday, I'll be putting in my two-week notice to UB, and uh, and hopefully from there starting with Mogan in the next couple of weeks. And I'll be doing the same thing I'm doing now, which is cleaning, and and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be better. Um, so I'm looking forward to this job opportunity. Yeah, your job coach was a big help to you with this. Very big help. She's she's gone way above and beyond, and she's. She's gone to bat for me, and and I can't thank her enough. That's good. And she's she's been right there with me through every step of the way, and she's going to continue to be. And uh, you know the the hours I'm going to have to start off at midnight or midnights again, but it's going to be midnight to five on probation through the probation period, and and then once I start, it's going to be midnight to six. And uh, it's a lot closer drive too, yeah, right? My drive it's about is half cut, as long. My drive is cut in half, so I'll be driving. Yeah, that's good. Forty-five minutes. I'll be driving 20, 25 minutes, which saves a lot on gas because you know how gas prices are going up nowadays. Yeah, especially and, up here in New York. Well, congratulations. Yeah, there it is. Way to go. What other? Uh, so I know it's been a long mm-hmm. road getting services going. Yes. Right. Um, I just made a phone call. For Chris. Jeepers, this past week to um, the care coordination regarding his um, uh, Medicaid status. So it's been a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
uh, slow. <laughs> it has been very slow uh, in regards to um, getting him approved. He's approved for services through OPWDD. He qualifies. Now he needs a Medicaid case number. So Medicaid is backed up again, I am sure, as a result yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Um, it is we taking anywhere about. from, um, they said, four to six months. For, wow. So we've been we've been working through this process of getting him approved for everything for about 15 months. It's been long, and I can see why sometimes families just throw in the towel and just say, "Forget it. This is is this even worth it?" Exactly. Um, so uh, there, we're right at the cusp of getting that Medicaid number, um, which is what will um, approve him for a certain amount of a level of services and. Um, he's had a job coach since uh, high school. He exited high school. Now that will turn into what they call voc rehab through um, XSVR handles the job coaching. OPWDD handles voc rehab. So um, he won't lose that service. It'll just be titled something different, um, and he will still have his job coach. But, um, you know, I, Chris just has the past six months or so has said he's starting to really wear down from midnight shifts. Um, and wanted to look for something different. So it's kind of taking, I would say, two steps backwards to take four forwards eventually. So it's fine. Um, eventually he will, you know, try to bid a job where he can get off those midnight shifts. So he's still going to be on them for a little while, but um, it's a better opportunity. Where he was, it was a great job. Um, <clears throat> he's learned a lot, but it never, it's always midnight shifts. Um, so he really wanted that is long. It messes yeah. up your social calendar too, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really does. Yeah, and he really wanted that opportunity to try to work a different shift and maybe afternoons, even learn yeah. more. You know, learn a different type of skill that he could use. So he's doing great. We're really happy for him. Um, it's you know transition, and he'll be fine, I'm sure. And you know that's the that's the thing too is like everybody like when I first started talking to. Um, cause mom and dad were the first ones that I started talking to. I pretty much sat them down and just told them where my head's at. And they've, um, both mom and dad have been very supportive. They, they understand where I'm coming from. And, you know, my dad who's worked midnights for so long, he, he understands where, where my mind's at. And, and they've kind of been behind me, kind of supporting me through, from behind. And, you know, so they've kind of, they've been supporting a lot and, um, and then my, some of my coworkers that know and my bosses at UB that know about the new job, they've been very supportive of me and they, um, they've also, you know, they've also congratulated me and they've, they, they've, they've said they're really going to miss me over there. Yeah. That's well, you know what I'm excited about, Chris? What's that? Fozzie in Nashville. I, I am so excited. For <laughs> we were supposed to go for your birthday last year. They yeah. were playing right around your birthday. Got canceled. Yep. Finally rescheduled for the end of September, and we got some tickets yep. for Fozzie. Yeah, You're a big gonna, Chris Jericho fan, if you're listening. Big, big time, and that's going to be... You don't uh, know the joy this guy would have to say hello to you. And, and it's going to... Maybe we'll put a hashtag yeah. in there for the... <laughs> well, hashtag it's gonna, it's Chris gonna Jericho. Be, it's going to be me, Aunt, um, Aunt Mary, Uncle Larry, and... Uh, my cousin Jake going with us to see Fozzie. It's going to be the group of four. And, and nice. This is a nice place too, Chris. It's small. You've told me it's a lot a about small this place. place. It sounds great. 
Yeah, you've told me a lot. It's real intimate. A lot of times artists just come out and hang out before or after. It's not like, you know, going to a big arena. It's a much more personal experience. I can't wait. And we'll do some fishing, too. And I would also, one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to is if I get the chance to meet Chris Jericho, I would just love to sit and talk with him just for a while and just... (laughs) What would be, what would would you say? What would be, like... Well, I would... Chris, say something. (laughs) That's an old joke. I would talk to him about how. (laughs) No. I would talk to him about the music industry and how you know. I would ask him how he, how he got, how he feels, how he got started in it, and ask him about stuff about his WWE career and his AEW career, and I would just love to sit and talk with him. Ask him if if we were on the list. (laughs) Are we on the list? Probably. What's the list? It's the list of Jericho. Every, oh. Every, according, to Jer- <laughs> according to Chris Jericho, it was every stupid idiot, every mutton head, every, <laughs> every, every bad name that Chris Jericho thought of. And if he didn't like you, you were on the list. Oh, I'm digging Fozzie, though. He sounds good. I like his sound. Yeah, Jericho's got a good singing it. voice. And, and he's not. his band is not too heavy and not too... <clears throat> not too soft either. yeah no it's just, just good the, old rock and they're, roll they're just the right amount of like of, it of rock and because all that hard metal hurts my ears i can't handle that <laughs> no mean, cannibal corpse for you no i mean you like metallica well yeah i do like metallica and of course kiss oh definitely kiss i've, I've actually went right. to go see them twice when you can understand what they're singing you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. That screaming nonsense. And that's the thing I like about Fozzie is you can at least understand. You can understand. Yeah, talking. he's good. He's got a good voice too. He does actually. I've he's got a good talking voice. He's, he's uh, we listen to. I listen to his podcast. He's talk is played Jericho. me a couple of his songs, and I'm like, actually. Yeah, he's good. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm super excited to see Jericho and Fozzie, and hopefully your friend Pastor Bob who has gotten connections with Jericho. Hopefully he can make his connections <laughs> work. work. Oh, heck yeah. I'm hoping. Like even to David Four. <laughs> I'm hoping Hashtag. Hashtag. Pastor Bob, are you listening? Pastor Bob would make my dream come true. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we even uh, looking at the, he sold out of his, everywhere he's selling out of his meet and greet tickets yeah. very quickly. I guess people have money to spend. There's been no concerts. Yeah. Well, well, buddy, I'm really proud of you. I'm I'm glad you got a new job, new adventure. Yeah, me me too. And uh, we'll you're a hard worker. You hardly ever miss a night of work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you're planned vacation. I mean, I don't think you call in sick once a year, maybe, right? I mean, there's been um, there's been some days where I do call in sick, like when I was sick with COVID. I well, was sick for you three know, weeks. And, well, that's you know, you know okay. That's that's pretty yeah. legitimate. I mean. You know, but other than that, sometimes mom and the family are like, "Come on, Chris, stay home from work." I'm like, "I really can't. I really, <laughs> I really can't do that. I don't want to. I don't want to have a reputation as a lazy worker. I just would rather have a have it as a good worker." And I think it. I think being at UB, I built that reputation of being a good worker. Yeah. And hopefully, with Moog, I'll do the same thing. Super That's, good at cleaning and all that. Now, you got you built up muscles too, because those. Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes 
Um, if mom's having trouble with the vacuum, I usually try to assist her. I'm like, what's the matter with the beater bar? Is the hose clogged? Is the is all that bar. stuff? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's the little what's thing. What's the beater bar? What do you mean? What's a beater bar? What the beater the, the beater bar? Spins around? Yeah, the beater know. bar is the thing that spins around underneath the vacuum. Oh, that collects all my hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. okay. Sometimes hair, sometimes, hair gets, sometimes hair gets clogged, and you gotta cut it with a knife, and, and you gotta, <laughs> that's how you clean it out. And that's you know. You're gonna make your wife happy someday that you know how to clean. Trust me. I, I would hope I get a wife, and sometime soon, because I'm sick of being. I'm sick oh, of being alone. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna go into like John John and be like, I need a girlfriend. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Hopefully, when my time comes, it'll come. Okay, but. here comes send number two. Yeah, he's got some updates too, but you know, I know it's been the most fun this week. What's the that? bullying that Vince no, Vince has this job to do with you as no, a big brother. Mm-hmm. First thing that happened when I got home, Chris said, I want you to flick my neck and my ear as hard as you can. <laughs> I never said nothing. Chris, I heard it with my own nose. For anybody that's out there, you can't hear with your nose. I don't care what anybody tells you. <laughs> All right, Vincent. You have some news to share. I do. Yeah, lots of news. Lots of news. First piece being my brother hates me. Oh, jeez. No, I don't. What's Here we go. (laughs) Second of all, I will be getting married. I asked my lovely girlfriend Amanda to marry me. And she said yes. A little applause there. Yep, yeah. Congratulations. We're thrilled. Yes. So am I. She's a sweetheart. I couldn't have. So two years from today, you'll be on your on your way to your honeymoon. Is that correct? Correct. The yeah. wedding is your wedding is in twenty twenty three. Two years from the day to the engagement, so mm-hmm. July eighth. Put it in the calendar. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! What a fine young lady. And you know what? I, I've she's so awesome with John, John and Billy. Oh, I mean, yeah. like last night, you guys hand delivered cake to him yeah. afterwards. You know, we we're uh, just those little things like that and it just fits into the family awesomely she's very happy for you yeah from day one she's been yeah she's a she's a gem she is an absolute gem and um, just a little closer couldn't be more thrilled honestly she's a she's a sweet sweet girl that way larry's adjusting <laughs> our technology yeah that's here. a that's a front di- uh, unidirectional that's well, on the, i see yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just laughed into the microphone so hopefully that can oh yeah so we do multi-channel recording that's good yeah. so the other thing is is a uh, new job and new every new everything i mean new everything yeah you know, leaving georgia you left georgia yeah yeah it's so talk about you it. Didn't know i left new york i went to georgia for a year mm-hmm. um and was special teaching ed. in coaching in uh, high school and now I will be taking a job uh, it's not Facebook official yet so you're going to have to tune into social media but I will be going back to coaching in college so Yeah, I will be a tight ends coach and we will be relocating to the D.C. area near, right near D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia Amanda will be teaching in Fairfax County I will be as well. Um, so are you in the same district? Yes. Same, same county? District. Yep. That's um, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be double dipping, so uh, long days ahead of me for the next few years, but that's right. fine. Because you're going to go right from teaching to, to football practice, I'd imagine, at oh, yeah. Washington. Yeah, Yeah, I, I'll be traveling from one school to the next and 
somewhere in between cramming and recruiting. So, yeah, it's going to be a uh, busy fall. Getting good experience being in other states and learning their how their special education works, and I'm anxious to see what you notice different from yeah. Virginia to Georgia even. Well, or, you know, how things are I done. I would find it hard to believe that it could be any worse. <laughs> yeah. I know. We've, we've talked about it. It's yeah. rough, man. Um, so we could do a whole podcast yeah. on just how far behind some other mm-hmm. states are. Yeah. And how it's borderline criminal mm-hmm. the way they handle special education. But uh, it's just Yeah, you could do a whole thing on that. The awareness is not there in mm-hmm. some other states. So hopefully my experiences are going to be way more positive coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alexander is going to be a big change and mm-hmm. from uh, we're outside of Atlanta, not too far. Yeah, Covington. 40 miles. 40 miles, yeah. Still, you consider that the Atlanta area. Yeah, it's uh, within an hour drive. Yeah. Um, if you drew a line on a map between Augusta and Atlanta, we're right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Washington College. I can't wait. We're going to make a trek out there to a game. I would be, love it. Oh, yeah, man, it would be, be fantastic. Great. We're going to try and time it all together this mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. And uh, love going to college games. You too, Chris? You going to join in? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, to see my older brother, you know, <clears throat> take on this. this uh, better start wearing shirts if you're going to come. <laughs> Here we go. I've never seen anyone shirt. so content with just shorts on, even in the middle of the winter, Chris. Yeah. Makes you well, make me shiver. That's, uh, and for any parents <laughs> out there listening, they're thirty around. and twenty six, and it just never stops. <laughs> <laughs> just well, doesn't. We still stop. rip on each other. I know. I know constantly. <laughs> I think we kind of incentivize this. Probably. I mean, how about the antic where you know, mm-hmm. mom comes in shaking. Uh, well, she thought you guys had like a a bag of sugar, and Laura ran in there and started throwing. The vacuum powder all over the room, <laughs> screaming. Ah! Then you made a phone call, Grandma. Some Grandma, something's wrong with and Mom. I called grandma, and said, my mom has lost it. And it was, you know, just a little simple, practical joke, you know, to wind them up. And um, I think we kind of taught all that. Having the wherewithal to call Grandma and say something's wrong. Something's wrong. You were little, you were younger than that. Yeah. You weren't yeah. even eight. You were about five or six, at the most. Yeah. And, yeah, you were just like, I went in with uh, whatever that stuff was, Carpet Fresh. Carpet Fresh, yeah. And That's you were it, throwing, I've That's it, it, I've had it. <laughs> and I started throwing it, and they were just, Matter, Mom! <laughs> let's not Gotta lose sight. fun. Let's not lose sight of the fact, too, that when Vince was in, or when Vince was in high school, <laughs> he, there, he would walk to school in shorts and a hoodie in, like, negative 10 degrees. Yeah, cold. yeah. And... Even I looked at them sometimes. I'm like, how the Nuts. heck are you? How the heck are you still warm? Like, I get I cold looking at that. snow on TV. <clears throat> well, no tolerance. But congratulations to all, both of you, guys, everyone here, mm-hmm. getting married. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's my little ding. I could do a fart sound effect. <laughs> I don't know how that would fly with a. That wasn't a sound effect. That was my brother sticking his bottom. Oh my gosh! Uh, Here we go. I, I, I the the crazy be, fish Toby I family. Be polite like that, or I wouldn't be. I would never do that, right? Yeah. We all know everybody that 
is listening around here. My brother is the biggest three-year-old, like the biggest thirty-year-old that's ever acted like a three-year-old. <laughs> hey man, it's he's, love and life. He's, he's you know he's a great older brother and all, but he acts like a three-year-old. <laughs> the only thing I'm disappointed about, I got to go back to Nashville today, Chris, and Shark Week starts Sunday. I want to watch Shark Week with you. Come up with you know different we're things not, we could coming up with experiment ideas to <laughs> not to kill just to maim me and we're not we're not doing that again no or, or else I'd we're be, just like watching about sharks or, anyway or else i'd be sitting here with one leg and <laughs> i don't i don't then you could get a job at ihop <sighs> i come hungry but i wouldn't leave happy. there it is <laughs> oh man again visit us at supporting siblings.com congratulations vince amanda and Chris, thank you. And uh, let's yeah, get some resources up there for people mm-hmm. to get vocal to do something about this uh, this labor crisis and yep. special ed and, and group homes and agencies, day habs. Who knows? We'll see. We'll do an update on it soon. What do yep. you think? Sounds good. Looks good. Thank you so much for listening. SupportingSiblings.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and invite you to share your stories and write to us at a not so typical at gmail.com or visit supporting sibs.transistor.fm and connect with us on all our socials.